When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where being single is a beautiful choice rather than a miserable circumstance. And today we will be talking about big dating regrets. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I have a special guest with me. I always feel like she looks like my cousin or something. <laughs> yeah. Like cousins, but we we're not related. <laughs> but introduce yourself, girl. Well, I'm Kaya of Intentional Frequency. Um, yeah, that's all I have to <laughs> Tell us about Intentional Frequency. So that is a self-help, self-care um, Instagram page that I have. Ultimately, I would like to build a self-help, self-care business and empire just to remind people of the power that we all intrinsically possess sharing my life stories, things that I'm going through, how I go through them to hopefully inspire others to, you know, go through their life differently. Awesome. Awesome. I'm listening to you drinking all these fluids. No, I'm going to have to pee. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that's super dope. When are you planning on like really getting started, jumping in? Well, I have a few things in the works right now. Um, I have some affirmation cards that are coming. I have a self-care subscription box called The Goddess Within with a partner that I'm working on that will be releasing soon. And a few other things. So a lot of things are kind of in the early beginning stages. And it's just a matter of, you know, things taking off, if you may. Got you, got you. Congratulations in advance. Thank you. you. All right. So. Today, we're talking about our biggest dating regrets. (sighs) So, do you want to kick it off or you want me to kick it off? (laughs) So, I'll kick it off and I'm going to, I would like to change words mean a lot to me. So, instead Uh of regrets, opportunities of Okay, okay. Okay, Gotcha. Got to have a juicy title up. You know, we do, but I just got (laughs) a word path. For improvement. Yes. Yes. And so one of my biggest used to be the time between when I knew it wasn't going to work and when I left, it was just too long. You know, like that cutoff time, I kind of dragged it out. Somebody would show me unfavorable qualities or treat me in ways that I didn't like or whatever the case was. And instead of leaving soon, I stayed for a while. I guess I had to learn my lessons grow through things and then I left. So that is one of my biggest. Um, I think so many women do that because especially black women, I think. Um, women of color, period, I I think. Uh and I think we do that, especially us, because we feel like we have to be ride or dies. And I'm like, fam, I'm not dying for nobody. <laughs> I'm a ride, but can we ride and survive? Ride and not die. Can we ride and survive? I do think that there's we get accustomed to a certain level of toxicity, and until we have better 
or until somebody shows us different. We don't even realize how toxic it was. I would say for me personally, in some situations, like even when I knew they were not ideal or bad, I didn't realize the depth of how bad they were or how toxic they were until I left. It's like when you're in the forest, you can't really see the forest from the trees. And so, yeah, so I think that's being accustomed to toxicity is, I think, a thing that, you know, encourages people to stay in situations longer than need be. For sure. And um, I think for me, it's like trusting my trusting my gut. Trust in my intuition, trust in all of that. Like we sometimes give people too much of the benefit of the doubt without giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt first. And it's like you should trust yourself more than you trust anybody because you know you and you know you're not just tripping. You don't need proof. You feeling that way is proof. That's a word. That's a word. And not believing what people show you, but going off of what they say. My father used to always say, I can't hear what you're saying for seeing what you're doing. Mm. When I was young. And as an adult, I live by that. If somebody's words and actions don't align, I don't need you to tell me what you're clearly showing me. I know I know a lot of women who it's like, I just need closure or I need him to tell me this. Why do you need him to tell you what he is clearly showing you? Like, it can't get any more clear than that. But I once was that person who would beg or over-explain or whatever, trying to change somebody's mind. But no, people are going to do what they want to do. And I prefer that anyway. So I'm so glad that those ships have sailed for me. Um, Girl, listen, that closure word is so ghetto. <laughs> like, in my book, How to Extra X, shameless plug, I have a whole <laughs> chapter called The Closure Trap because... Closure is literally a trap. Most people, when they say they don't want closure, they don't want closure. Because why do you need to close something that's finished? <laughs> it's closed. I agree. <laughs> closure, you just want an excuse to reconvene. Right. See that, okay, maybe this is the moment that they're going to wake up and realize I was everything. Which goes back to something else that I think, falling in love with potential. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do anything with potential you you do or you don't you know like I don't I can't do anything with what you could be not to say that you know people all grow and they're on their journeys and stuff but some people if all they have is potential then maybe that's a big red flag I always say I wrote a blog called I forgot what it was about <laughs> but I think it was about an episode of Insecure when I don't know if you watch Insecure, I love Insecure, but it was a moment where Lawrence had and Issa had broken up, and she said, "I feel like this new chick is reaping all the benefits that I um, basically built, like sold these seeds, and now he's shining, he's flourishing." What's and you know what I mean. So I always say, like, don't date potential, date progress. Date someone who is already in the process of doing and moving. Somebody talking all day, sometimes they may go, sometimes they may not. But what I've realized, a lot of people who talk a lot don't do a lot. The people who 
are doing, they're already in the process of doing it already. So if you think about dating someone who not there, and it ain't even about money. People put too much on that. Like, no, I, for me, it's about emotional intelligence and healing, baby. Because you can't, you can't buy those things. Let's no. be clear. Those aren't for sale. Somebody can have all the money in the world and have minimal emotional intelligence. Give me the emotional intelligence any day, please. Please. Please and thank you. Yes. And it's like, you're telling me, I meet a lot of guys who are like, oh yeah, you know, this year I'm working on being a better person. How? How? Saying you're working on it isn't I working. I can't hear what you're saying for seeing what you're doing. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Don't are you talk me to that, sir. I, that's, I love, I love Are you in therapy? Are you going to church more? Are you praying more? Are you reading? I say, do you read? Do you journal? It's things that you can do. To have how are you testing these blind spots that tell you what area you need to actually work on? How, Slay? Yeah. How? Yeah. So mm, that's a good way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw mine in. This is my biggest <sighs> dating mistakes. Putting all my bed, um, eggs in one basket prematurely. I'm going to say it again because I messed it up. Putting all my eggs in one basket prematurely. Okay, listen here. <laughs> Growing up, back in the day, pre-Instagram. <laughs> I know it's crazy to think pre-Instagram, right? But when I was in high school, people would always say, oh, you can't date multiple people at once because people are going to judge you and they're going to think like you're a slut and all of this thing and all of that, right? So I bought it to the lie. Mm. So when I started dating for real, which I was horrible at dating because no one really showed me how, I used to, I would date multiple people up until I met someone who I thought was the person. Then I would cut everyone off immediately. Like, and it was so premature and it was such an idiotic move because not only do you cut all your options off and put all your trust in this one person, like you're all excited. So it basically, it intensifies your attraction. I mean, attachment for that person. Yeah, and that's you what everything else off. Exactly. And that's mm -hmm. what got you left up. Now I'm not saying to continue to date multiple people when you guys have built rapport, you've built trust, you've had the conversation. No, I'm talking about, I used to do it within like a week, two okay. weeks. You know what I mean? Like, sis. bruh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Let me, can I? Please, speak on it. First of all, I, I, when I date, I date multiple people. And I'm honest about that to the people. And I will never forget me and this guy were going on a date and the whole way there. He's talking about how he just dates one person at a time and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's nice. I don't until I feel compelled, you know, to do otherwise. Um, people will be so off put by my candor, though, that I was so honest about that. And it's like, I'm just trying to see what naturally clicks. I don't like to go into situations with too many expectations. So before I have any, this my man, like I got to feel you out, have to get to know you, get through your representative. And then once you get through all that, then I'll cut everybody else off. Um, Girl. Because we, I feel like some people date trying to buy 
Mary, whatever, everybody they put in their cart. No, you gotta like, like when you at Costco, when you taste the samples, you gotta taste the samples. You know what I'm saying? Some, you know what I'm saying? Good I hate that it's such a bad, it's such a double standard as we know, because men do it and it's completely okay. But when women do it, we're supposed to be saving ourselves such and such. But it's just like, what's funny to me is I realized it not in dating, but in therapy. Mm. In therapy, I realized this. Isn't that crazy? Like, psychologists like you didn't, yeah, you didn't and put this, it together. And this is why, because one is self-awareness of my like me i know mm -hmm. ashley i know what a lot of my blind spots used to be i done dug those up whatever whatever so my attachment style is an anxious attachment style if you're not um educated on attachment styles look that up but anxious attachment is basically a person who probably suffered abandonment issues so anyone that comes into their life they attach to them really quickly and their attachment causes anxiety like you literally get anxiety doing that right so you can't just leave situations really quick like most people it's like you have to sever that attachment and it's like sucky because you go through anxiety attacks you be sweating you be like antsy so if you know this about yourself right what do you want to do about it <laughs> that's a fact so I started talking to my therapist about it and she was like, read these books. So I read this book. I always talk about it. It changed my life called Attached. So in the book Attached, it talk about when you are anxious, anxiously attached, you cannot date someone one at a time in the beginning and just attach to that person because you think they cool. Because guess what's going to happen? You're going to be moving too fast, too soon, attached to that person. Things are going to go wrong and you're going to be mad. And <laughs> you're going to have to like detach yourself, go through all of this stuff for what? For what? So it's really more so a strategy to pace yourself better. And I hate that as a woman, I have to explain it like, oh, no, it's not saying that I'm sleeping with these people. It's not saying that I'm like out here and doing all that. But it's like it sucks that we have to over explain these topics when Men do it every single day. <laughs> we, that's the thing is, we don't have to over explain. We choose to. I don't owe anybody an explanation of who I'm going with what and person with who rather. And yeah, I just think if women in general, like we subscribe to the double standards, we do. you know, and, and we perpetuate them ourselves by For sure. if I tell you that I'm dating five people and you assume that I'm having sex with all five of them, that is your business and I don't care. People are going to believe what they want to believe anyways. And if I was doing that, that's my business and my choice. And if you don't like it, that also is okay. I think if we as women across the board just could unapologetically stand in our truths, do what we want to do and not worry about what somebody thinks about it. Because if somebody wants to stop talking to you or doesn't like you or whatever after you've been authentically you, that's, that's a, you know, that's something out your way. Good for them. Goodbye. Good night. You know, but yeah, I just think we subscribe to those because I just, I go to the beat of my own drum and to, to know me, to date me, to have dated me is to know that. And I'm unapologetic about it, you know? So I would like more women to do that. Because men do what they want to do un unapologetically. So they, they just don't care. And I, I say this all the time, 
because I really be wanting women to lean into this because the more we lean into this, the easier it'll be for us to move unapologetically in our single season or however we want to be. Even as women in relationships, period. Men are not becoming extinct. (laughs) Women really feel like I hear this so much. Oh my God, it's more, it's more women than men. So blah, blah, blah. I'm not competing. I'm not competing. I am not competing. Literally, I'm not competing. I'm the chips, the dip, the hot sauce, everything. My my issue in dating is finding someone worth like not pursuing, but worth investing in. (laughs) Like investing my time into. And it's even hard to date multiple people because I can't find multiple people to date. That's the issue. But like this whole mindset, a lot of women, they subscribe to that um, double standard because they be feeling like, well, I don't want to accept the man, folk. Don't nobody care. Then that to me, that also goes back to a self-love deficit, a self-esteem opportunity because if you think highly of you, then no matter if there's five men left, what's for you will be for you always. I just think not having so much weight put on it, on what somebody else thinks, on their acceptance of us, that kind of makes it easier too. Because again, these expectations, I just, I honestly, I think when it comes to dating, women get in their own way a lot. I think men are simple. Men are much simpler than we give them credit for. We can experience the same thing and have a paragraph to talk about it. They only have two sentences. That's just how their minds work. And we overcomplicate, incessantly think, just kind of get in our own ways. But I think standing in our power more unapologetically um, is one of the answers to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that would lead into my second mistake, which is... um... Ari Lennox said it best, but not in this context. Pressure. Um, <laughs> applying too much pressure mm. prematurely as well. Mm. Like wanting that person to be exactly what you want them to be when you want them to be it. And it goes back to what you said about like men being simple. Like low-key, they are because high-key, if high key, right? If you confused about what you are, y'all are nothing. <laughs> Can you say that louder for the people in the back? If a man does not make it abundantly clear that he wants you, then y'all it's just nothing. Y'all are nothing. Like, honestly, men, when they want something serious with you, you will know very soon, very quickly. Yes. If they are confused or they chilling or they vibing, that's what they doing. It's nothing that needs to be read into. But we'll have a whole panel discussion in the group chat over what we think it means when mm. he does A, B, and C. And it's like, mm. girl, if you set out some... <laughs> there, God, that rabbit hole that you're in, I don't want to join you, sis. I do not. I, I, but that pressure, that's very important. I don't believe in pressure, not in any type of situation. I like for people to make their own informed dis- decisions. Um, speaking of dating, so I've never really been quick to cut people off. Maybe opposite of you, like, takes me longer to be comfortable to cut people off. Child, it's a block party. But, <laughs> but, I, block, 
I literally block people for a living. Like it brings okay, me crazy. So not I, right? So recently I reconnected with somebody from my past and we're trying the dating thing very prematurely, nothing serious at all, but it just hit my spirit that I wanted to, you know, close ties with everyone that I had would have been communicating with, mm-hmm. which never happens. And it was just all on my own. He didn't request this. So I went and I contacted everybody, let them know like, hey, I think you're lovely. And I did think they were lovely, but I'm going to put all my energy here. Mm-hmm. Now, because I made that decision on my own, mm-hmm. I have made it abundantly clear. I have no expectations of him and what he's doing and who he's doing it with. This is a choice that feels good to me. So that's what I'm doing. Um, encouraging him to still do the same. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, what? How can you? Because I did what was best for me, but I don't believe in pressure. I like people to make decisions for themselves that they want to, not because I forced them to or back them into a corner. So, yeah, I think not having pressure, it leaves more room for authenticity and sincerity. For sure. Um, and I um, think that's beautiful that you're able to do that, because honestly, like before I can say this. Before, when I was like prematurely cutting people off, it was out of me thinking, kind of being a pick me, like, I'm going to cut these people off to prove to him that I'm ready so it'll give him a nudge. Got it. So, like, what is the intent? Right. Nowadays, if I do it, it's just because one, I don't have time to juggle juggle people like that. And so, dating is exhausting. Like, if I found this one person that I like, I'm cool with that because guess what? I also have other things going on. Like my life isn't just surrounded by find a man, find something, you know, this isn't empowering me. This isn't giving me energy. Like, no, like you're just an addition. So that is definitely, I mean, I applaud you because honey, listen. And you know what? To me, standing in my truth is just important. So like, let's say if he was off put, by the fact that I did it or he didn't like it. I said, that's fine. If you want to stop talking to me because you think I'm doing too much, I'm okay with that because I stood in my truth here. Right. You got to make an informed decision, but it feels so, it honestly feels good, but I like for people to do what they want to do. Like not, I don't want to influence you at all. I want you to choose what you choose. I'm going to choose what I choose. If that is cohesive and works together, great. If it's not great, like, all will be well one way or the other. Not that, having, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry to cut you off. You so I was just saying, not having too much tied up in, oh, I might push him away or, oh, like, no, I'm going to show up every day as myself wholly and fully. If you like it, great. If you don't, great. Right. And that's that has a lot to do with just being an individual. Like, the whole notion that, oh, this person is going to make me whole. Like, no, you're supposed to be whole by yourself. You're supposed to be whole before you meet someone. That's because, so that's why when you get into a relationship, the whole you complete me, ain't nobody complete me. No, no, I was already complete over here by myself. That's why I can make an informed decision that I understand and what's best for me because I understand me. I don't need another person to understand me more than I understand me. It would be great if you watch me that much and observe me that much and we come to that. Cool. But that's not something that I need from you. You know what I mean? Right. And that's not healthy. When when your happiness is contingent upon another person, (laughs) that just does not work. Um, Um, What's her name? Lauren London. 
Mm-hmm. Shortly after Nipsey passed, I watched an interview of hers and she said that he told her um, that we don't possess people, we experience them. Mm-hmm. And ever since I heard her say that, I'm like, wow, you know, that's deep too, just giving people the space to be themselves through and through, just like you would like that same space through and through. Um, that's oh, wow. That's like such a powerful statement. That, it's like, it I think. And that goes for everybody. It does with, with friendships, with your mama, your daddy, like everybody. People for who they are. Like I really pressure expectations and just not believing what you see, I think are like pivotal issues across the boards for people with dating. And it doesn't have to be like that. Um, The pressure piece for sure. Like I think we break our own hearts a lot with it because we go in and with the expectations like we're going in expecting one thing really like kind of this preconceived notion that this person is that and it's like they may not be that to you so if you just take a step back and just allow it to happen how it's supposed to happen You'll let them choose and be who they want. And also, you won't hurt your own feelings. <laughs> and you can choose. And furthermore, can we talk about expectations being a form of emotional blackmail? Ooh. I read that quote in a book called Letting Go by Dr. David Hawkins. And I've never forgot it since. And I believe it fully because the moment somebody falls short of your expectations, now, like you just said, mm-hmm. now you're in a tizzy on your own because you created this in your head. So, yeah, I expectations, you know, you just got to let people really be themselves. And if somebody wants to consider you, if they want to be good to you, if they want to be whatever, they will. You won't have to force it or whatever. But yeah, expectations. Say that quote again. They need to hear it. Expectations <laughs> are a form of emotional blackmail. Whew, that's so real. That's a word, sis. Such a word. Did you have another one after my pressure? <laughs> Yes. Um, I don't believe, I think ghosting um, is, this has not been a thing that I've done. I prefer to communicate when I'm going to make my exit, unless somebody's disrespectful, then I'll just let them have it. Yeah. Um, I think ghosting, you know, it leaves because to be ghosted, you're like wondering why did they stop talking right, to me? Right. Like internalizing things. And for me, I never want to make anybody feel like they did something wrong or I just want them to know why. But I know that this is like a ghosting culture, I guess, these days. People do that. And um, I disagree with it fully. So I want to know, what, at what period of time is it considered ghosting? Because... <laughs> Because it's like if you just met somebody and like y'all only been talking for a few days and then they you just, just fall off. That's different, right? right? But if you had a rapport with somebody when you're talking for a period of time, then I feel like just on some basic human decency, a conversation oh, yeah. or a notice yeah. is warranted. It's just consideration, you know. That's but I, and one more with that, I think communication. Um, is an opportunity in dating. I think that people shy away from like the hard, uncomfortable truths. Oh yeah. And so much can be eliminated if people talked more and just spoke their truest truth. Like, See, see here's the thing though. This, this is my issue. A lot of people avoid it because they're trying to manipulate a situation. 
And that's like a big issue too, because a lot of people, cause I'm huge on communication. Like I'm going to tell my truth. Like I don't expect you to do nothing. I haven't told you to do. <laughs> like if I give you this knowledge, now you're responsible. But if mm -hmm. I haven't given you that knowledge, you're not responsible yeah. for it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to be upset with you because you were un like, you were ignorant to that fact, right. but now that you know, all right, what are we doing with it? You know what I mean? I'm going to give you space to do with that as you will. But mm -hmm. what I have noticed, and this is men and women, like a lot of people, they don't want to tell their full truth because they're kind of trying to, again, manipulate the situation. Or concerned <laughs> with how the other person will take it. And I just really wish we could just take that out mm -hmm. of everybody because it, it really doesn't matter. Like one mm -hmm. way or the other, people... You can dot every I, cross every T. Somebody somewhere is not going to agree and will have something to say about it. So just communicate your truth. Be honest about your intentions in the situation. And so much can be, you know, avoided. It's just really, I'm just, I just was talking about, <laughs> talking about this to someone today. Um, about like someone who had just recently moved to Atlanta and they were asking me, do I like it? And I'm like, I actually like Atlanta. Like, it's always something to do. Mm -hmm. The city is beautiful. Um, it's so big on, like, networking and things. But when it comes to the people, it's a very flexing city. Oh, it's very pretentious. Very pretentious. <laughs> flexing, Ooh. right? Yes. But I feel like once you are around people enough, you learn to discern who's telling the truth and who's full of crap. So <laughs> that kind of goes back to me, like saying that you can't be pressuring people. And also you can't be putting your eggs into one basket prematurely because you don't know what, like you said, the representative, is this their representative? It, or and a lot of times it is. Right. Cause they trying to get something from you. They trying to tender swindle. Ooh, listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you. Um, I think that that time to get to know people authentically is is imperative. That pacing is so huge, and that's another thing. Um, just like pacing yourself. Mm -hmm. So for me, again, because I dealt with the anxious attachment, mm -hmm. I'm so used to my relationships moving like lightning fast. Mm -hmm. I'm used to being love bombed. Mm -hmm. I'm used to like. First week, they like, we exclusive, let's be together. Like, all of this stuff. Not knowing these people. And then it ending, like, just as fast as it started, right? right? So I had to learn, like, healthy, normal relationships don't go that way. <laughs> the pacing yeah. don't look like that. It's yeah. really like a, a slow groove because if you're actually trying to learn someone and get to know them, develop a friendship, you're not Speedy Gonzalez. So, right. like, that's one thing... Um, that I had to learn because I felt like a guy liking me meant he moved fast. Mm. And that's not always the truth. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women feel like that. A mm. lot of women feel like, oh, he not doing this, 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 this in the first week. Then that means he don't like me or he need to go. No, baby. <laughs> that means there's something within you and you are searching for instant gratification. You need to deal with that on your own mm -hmm. and then come back and try to date if you want something healthy. Now, right. if you want what they got out here, okay. <laughs> yeah, that love bombing is such a thing. Um, I've been there. It's such a, it really does fog your glasses, if you may. 
Girl, and I, I'm just not interested. No, I'm thing. so sick of it. <laughs> no, and you know, speak speaking of like money and dating in Atlanta. One day, my friend and I were at a bar. A guy sends us a drink. I go to make conversation with him after he sent the drink. Asked what he did. He was like, "I'm a stay at home dad." I'm like, "Oh, good for you. I could never do that. Like, I don't even know if I want kids." And um, he was like, I'm not a stay at home dad. I just hate when women ask that because I think they're trying to check my pockets, essentially. I said, well, I'm a professional. I don't know if I'm a can of paint. I was thinking maybe we could have a, something in common. Right. But he told me what he did and he had a lot of money. Great. Good for you. So every time we talked on the phone after that, he's saying different things that allude to his wealth. Yeah. So now I'm baffled. And I had to tell him that. I said, hey, I just think it's so odd. But you tried to come at me for asking you a genuine question, but every time we talk, something that you say speaks to your wealth. I don't care about it at all, but don't come for me or other women when you literally lead with that. And I think a lot of men do that. A lot of men, you know, what do you bring to the table? Thank Girl. God no one has ever asked me because I promise you I would never answer. Girl, I would but you pretty it'll be the audacity, but they they complain about it, but they lead with the money. Like that's irritating. Let me tell you, it is the it grinds my gears. It is the thorn in my side, okay? Because me, especially men here, probably in a lot of other big cities, but I found it here so much. It's so transactional. Like I was telling someone, if I was dating for money, I would have been settled down. Because it's so transactional. Men, they understand the transaction of love, sex, all of this stuff, and me giving her money to receive it. But if I'm asking you, hey, I need your emotional intelligence. Hey, I need you to be vulnerable. Hey, I need you to open up. Mm -hmm. They looking at me like I got three heads. Sir, I know that you're validated by your money, but I don't care about that. What else do you have? What can you bring me? What? Why am I here? You're boring. You have no conversational skills. You cannot nourish me. You can't water me, baby. I am okay. <laughs> but we'll complain and call us all gold diggers when they created Listen. us. Y'all created the gold diggers. <laughs> Can we speak about men and vulnerability for a second, though? I, feel very, I feel very strongly about this. And I'm going to first say please. society has set men up to not be comfortable being vulnerable. Oh, for sure. Because they're not they're not given full reign to feel their emotions like we are. For sure. But I think also women perpetuate that. I know for me, for example, I was taught that I'm the prize and it's all about me. And a lot of women are and me, 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 me. So then you become accustomed to the man considering you, the man considering your feelings, how this makes you feel, et cetera, et cetera. But really we should give men that same space, that same care and concern. And I think women kind of fall short there in general because we, we also have these grandiose expectations. You got to be the provider. You got to be, you know, masculine and mochismo, just, mm. but that's not like we, we have a hand, I believe fully in creating a safe space for men to be comfortable being vulnerable. And I think a lot of times, even with people's best attempts, they fall short, you know, with providing that that safe, sacred space. Um, I'm a little biased <laughs> and I can admit to my biasness um, only because I feel like after a certain. So. We're there's a quote that says we're 
not responsible for, you know, what happened to us, but we're responsible for healing from that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I've been through a lot, like daddy issues, em- like my mom was emotionally unavailable, like just if people hear my story, they probably would be like, girl, how haven't you gone mm-hmm. crazy, right? So it's like, I have taken responsibility for my healing. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop pointing fingers and saying, oh, well, you did this, you did that. And I had to take a step back. Now, I'm not going to lie. Some men out here have really stomped on me. Like, it's, I don't even know why I still like them. <laughs> like, I have really done that. But I'm not going to keep pointing the fingers at them and be like, well, you're the reason that I'm this way. Like, no, I had to go to therapy. I had to sit down. I had to heal. I had to do that. So, I agree. We have not given men that space right. to be vulnerable. But at the same time, I feel like one day they have to, not everybody, but some of them have to stop blaming everyone else and say, hey, I'm just going to go see help. I'm I agree. This out. So that's why I'm like kind of biased because I take me, I, I take responsibility for myself. As so, we all should. Right. I can't keep bleeding on other people and treating other people wrong just because of what happened in my past. I wasn't given that space either. Like my mm-hmm. mom, a whole thug out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. So like even being emotional, I apologize for it. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> you see? So I just feel like, you know, everyone needs to step up. But I do agree that we keep pushing the toxic masculinity trope. Yeah, and I just I just think it's very problematic. And I know for me, I used to be very uncomfortable years ago to see men emotional. Like really? if a guy would cry around me, I would be so like, what is wrong with him? I wouldn't know what to do with myself. But then as I've, you know, embarked on my own self-love journey and just cleared my blockages, my heart is so open to men and like to that's a gift if a man is comfortable being open to you. But I just think from birth, from birth, like women are just given permission to feel those feelings and men are taught to mask them, to channel them in physical ways. And so I think sometimes it's not even a matter of them not wanting to heal. Maybe they don't know where to begin or they just need somebody to sit down and be patient with them because the expectations on men are just different than women. Um, but I do agree. Ultimately, I have been up and through there too, sis. We could probably go back and forth and take some stuff off for real. But um, yeah, our healing is our responsibility. But of course, these societal socializations yeah. play in all this as well. But that's a big piece. I do tell people like, so I keep saying this um, because I, I feel that it's true. Right now, there's a big... Um, there's a war against black men and black women right now. It's mm-hmm. a lot of tension there because mm-hmm. each one is pointing the finger at what happened to the black household instead of us coming together and try to be find a solve the problem. Like, mm-hmm. can we just solve the problem and stop blaming? You know, mm-hmm. I get that you're hurt, but if we could work together, we could move forward. But mm-hmm. I understand that it's easier to just point, point, point out of hurt than be like, you know what? Let's come together and figure this out, right? But I feel like in order for change to happen, typically tension comes first. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully this is the catalyst for like us being able to be better. But I do tell people all the time, watch what you're putting in your eye and your ear gates, because if all you are consuming is men ain't ish, women ain't ish, you're doomed. 
you're going to start believing that. So you have to kind of mix it up or turn that crap off. For me, I turn that. I ain't about to listen to y'all argue. <laughs> I actually have to engage personally. I don't watch anything. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, like, I started even shifting in my own blog. Like, I don't want to talk about who's the blame and what. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about being a woman 100%, how to avoid pitfalls, and how to love yourself. That's it. That's all. <laughs> That, I, I I love that. I think that's great. That's much better than, like you said, the pointing of the fingers. Um, yeah, because we can do that all day long. All day. We can do this for hours and hours and hours. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but um, another one of my dating mistakes, big regret, putting in more emphasis on looks than character. Hmm. Y'all, I used to just be a shallow Shelly, okay? <laughs> just a shallow Shelly. Like, I found validation and my man walking into a room and every woman turning around like, ooh, he is fine. Meanwhile, he ain't shit. Finally, he's dusty. He's dusty, <laughs> okay? He is dusty. Mm -hmm. So I had to really look at myself like, why are you so attracted to this so much that you're hurting your own feelings? Like you're basically looking over all these red flags. Okay. <laughs> Just because he looked good. Like, why does that do so much for you? Why are you leading so heavily with lust? And you talk about you want love. No, sis, you want lust. <laughs> that fleshly pleasure can't do nothing for you holistically. Nothing. It was nothing. all ghetto. It was all ghetto. <laughs> so now it's just like unlearning my type and, mm. and really leaning more into, okay, how does this person treat people around him? Is he compassionate? Because I have found so many people, like so many men who just lack compassion and they know they lack compassion. And I'm just like, that is crazy that you lack compassion and just self-awareness. And you just don't want to be vulnerable. Like you just know I'm a man. Um, sweet. <laughs> Sweetie, I get it. But um, <laughs> I need you to open up. So yeah. So now I'm more so leaning towards what is your heart doing? Like, of course, I want to be attracted to you, but y'all, I'm so proud of myself. I keep saying it. I even lower my height standard. <laughs> and we're tall women, sis. So I'm not. I said, yeah. I'll date a guy who is 5'8 or above. Like, if you low 5'8, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like 6'2. So. <laughs> I, you know what's weird for me until I moved to Atlanta, which was just eight years ago. I, I never paid attention to height, but here that's the thing. Everyone's always talking about height. Like, what's your thing? What? It's so attractive. Like, just be taller than me. What are you just that's that's We tall, so it's we, hard. We are, but speaking of looks, it's so funny. One of my friends, whenever, because I'm not like, if, if I like you and if I think you're cute, that's all that matters. Like, you can be a 10 to me and maybe a 7 to the rest of the world. Right. So, one of my friends, she has a joke. She'll ask me like how somebody looks. She's like, I don't want to know how they look as a whole person, Kaya. I just want to know what they look like. 
because she knows that the answer that I give probably is not, you know, what other people. Um, you know, be like, well, his soul is just so. You know, well, he is just everything, sis. And um, he be gardening. <laughs> but really, to me, that's a red flag. If you just too fine, what I consider like universally fine, I'm probably straight because no thing. That's sad. Well, they could be fine and be a good person. <laughs> they can, but I, it's a few, you know, and I'm just personally, I will say just no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too much. Because a lot of the time, the way they move is very like, I'm feeling myself and I know it. Like, if you fine and you don't know you fine, I like that. <laughs> or you're humble, having some humility. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's for me if you that fine but you don't realize it like I had a homeboy who was like really fine but he didn't realize he was that fine really I'm like, fine. that was cool oh, he had like <laughs> right yeah that emotional yeah. intelligence though I, I think that cannot be overstated enough um I have been so blessed I would say to date a few men who were extremely emotionally intelligent and it's so like wow like one of them helped me open up more and kind of soften my heart. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, but yeah, that emotional intelligence, but some people don't even know what that is. Can we talk about that? Like, I know before we go into the definition, can you tell me where you found these emotionally intelligent men? Yeah, actually I can. Um, dating apps. Okay. But let me also tell you that the intention that I have always spoke over my dating life, I don't, mm -hmm. a lot of women, or just people, the dating pool has pee in it, or all these little right, right, right. No, I attract good quality men that yeah. have whatever I'm looking for. I have pleasant experiences, even when I have lessons to learn, it's still to my benefit. And so I think a part of where I find them is what I'm putting out there. I expect, yeah. that. I expect exactly. to get these men. You know, I don't want to play games, I don't want shallow people or whatever. So my expectation over my life is, I think, what has invited them. Um, and it has been such a blessing because a lot of men are not emotionally intelligent. And to have ran into a few of them is rare. Um, and so it's a gift. Okay, which, which one of these they never shot? Because this one was a fluke, which was black, B-L-K or whatever. Oh. I was on there for like literally not long at all, okay? Because it was just not my vibe. Um, this guy, and he probably is somebody that I will just never forget in my life. We dated for a few months, but it was so deep. Like, I, we touched each other's soul with the way we thought and just mm -hmm. and he was younger than me, which is not normal for me. I usually date the opposite way. But um, one on black, one on hinge and mm -hmm. then um one i already knew from the past okay so i just have a question you don't get drained by the dating apps well um when i was on them it would become a lot um yeah. so for me like i know a lot of women maybe keep the conversation going on the dating app for a while if i was interested in somebody i had no problem like moving it to my cell phone Mm -hmm. just for like convenience. And I also used to meet people quickly because I don't yeah. want to waste my time or yours. I don't want to play this million questions game when I really, yeah. you know, so, but I was so delighted when I got off of there because now my energy's on one person and I don't yeah, like, for sure. a lot. You're like checking your notifications. Yeah, I think it's, 
I think it's draining for me more because it's like you meet, you have to sift through so much BS because a lot of people just like to hear themselves talk and they be lying. <laughs> so it's like, I got to sift through all this BS before I get to someone who's actually worth even exchanging numbers with. But that's kind of the beauty of it too. So I have a cousin who I'm really close with. It's a guy, like my mm -hmm. best friend in the world. And I would, he knows my dating life, of course. And every time I would tell him that I stopped speaking to somebody, he would be like, all right, we're that much closer to the right one. Right. And right. always stick in my head. Like, of course, in the moment when your feelings are hurt, that wasn't always that's the best true. to hear. But I promise you, after he said it, it just stuck with me. And I always felt that way. Like, okay, I'm just one less person to waste my time with, or, oh, I just cleared you out the way to make room for somebody else. So it's all in the way we look at it. I'm glad you said that. Cause it's the way we I've, look I've, at been, it. I've been documenting my self dating experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the last time I went out, um, if you guys go to my TikTok and my Instagram, I ended up like talking to this guy and he, we had great conversation, but I already told them I ended up Googling him because something was just like off because he seemed interested, but he would say little things that would like be flirtatious, but still not in pursuit of me. What I mean by that is he'd be like, yeah, I know you was looking good, but then he'd be like, yeah, you can find a guy here. And I'm like, I found you though. What are we talking about? So, Did you ask I, him that? Did you ask no, him I didn't that? say that out loud. Why? I didn't him anything. Because okay. the conversation was so flowy that, like, it didn't seem – I didn't have, like, an end. Okay. But I thought he was single because, one, he wasn't wearing a wedding ring. And, two, he was saying things like, if I had a girlfriend. So he was really yeah. in with his words. Mm -hmm. And I think he was saying, if I had a girlfriend, because it'll make it seem like he didn't have a wife. If that mm -hmm. makes sense, mm -hmm. I got home and Google him. I seen wedding photos from mm -hmm. 2018, mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, because he even talked about his daughter, and he was like, oh, it didn't. I don't know what is going on, but long story short, <laughs> I ended up um, exchanging numbers with him because he started a nonprofit, and I have too, so he's going to help me with my nonprofit stuff. So all wasn't lost, and. When I left, I told myself, well, one step closer. Because <laughs> the first time I did it, I met these two guys, but they were married and they were older. So, but it was a good experience. Mm -hmm. And then this time I met someone like, oh, I would actually date him, but right. just so happened to not be available. But we connected. It was still yeah. divine because we connected right. with something important. Right. And so I'm like, next time, maybe. <laughs> you can listen. Can we please? talk about an opportunity for women to be more assertive so I'm a very direct person very if I like you and I want you I will tell you I'm not gonna wait for you to come around could you tell us how to be assertive without being aggressive let us know <laughs> I mean well, some people maybe can see it as aggressive too mm -hmm. that's up to the but like let's just say at the bar if I was you and I'm interested in him but he's not I don't know, like, I'm confused. For one, that probably is a sign. But for two, I might just be like, hey, I think you're cute. Are you single? Mm -hmm. Let's exchange numbers. Like, it doesn't have to be super whatever. But men, I mean, women should shoot their shots, too. I'm always encouraging my friends, girl, if you want something, go get it. Like, don't wait for it to come to you. I love a 
Listen, I'm gonna shoot mine. All the shots that you don't take, okay? It's so crazy because I have a close friend. She's gorgeous and she stays shooting her shot. And I'd be like, breathe. <laughs> but it's never like in a thirsty way. No, and it's not the conversation and then it, whatever. And what's crazy is I had this crush on this guy in the gym. And we kept seeing each other. And he would, like, go out of his way to, like, speak to me. And today I thought, like, I should, like, say something to him. Crazy thing. I'm in the stretch area. He comes back there. And he starts talking to me. Child, this man is married. I looked at his wedding ring. He had his wedding ring on. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I didn't say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you do have to start there. When we get to shoot, right. we start with, are you single? Are you single? For sure, yes. That's important. But I just, I love to see a woman just going for what she wants and not waiting on a man to come to her. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate that too. I try to look for the cues. That's why I was like at the bar with dude, I was kind of looking for the cues. Yeah. Like, What's going on? Girl, you better create that lane. Just get right to it. I'm trying to get to what are we doing? <laughs> we got all the way off topic. We are supposed to be talking about emotional intelligence. What yeah. Emotional intelligence. <laughs> so we have what's we have self awareness. There's yeah. four. There are four components to emotional intelligence: self awareness, self management, relationship management, and is it social awareness? But pretty much your awareness of yourself and your ability to manage yourself and your ability to read others and to respond appropriately to them. That is what emotional intelligence is in a nutshell. Um, and you have to be connected to yourself to be like, and a lot of people aren't, you know, even if they think they are, they're kind of like a lot of things buried on top of their Please. true selves. So, yeah, I think a lot of people, men and women alike, are lacking in the emotional intelligence department. That's so true, because a lot of people think they're, this is how I am, is them, and it's not, it's a defense mechanism. It's like so many defense mechanisms. Like, even me, um, dating fast that was a defense mechanism because i was fighting my attachment style i was fighting abandonment issues mm -hmm. so because i've overcome that i can take a step back and be like okay we cool now let's talk and i do a lot of talking myself through <laughs> like, oh, same. i talk to me out loud okay like through my dating process because mm -hmm. people don't understand like just because you're aware of something that's just number one. You still have to apply the knowledge. Application and awareness, two different things. So because I've become aware, how are you going to apply this knowledge? Mm -hmm. I got to talk myself through this thing. Like, okay, you got to stop assuming. Says, step back. What you doing? You doing too much. Uh-uh. You ain't about to do that. Uh-uh. Don't you say that. Or, okay, wait. Two things there. I think it's good to talk yourself through, but it's also mm -hmm. great to like, be in the moment and not make things For more sure. Two books I want to recommend. The first book is The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. I will scream this book from the mountaintops for as long as I have breath in my body. That book will change your life. It's talking about untethering your, yourself, your soul from that voice in your head. The um, second is that book, audibles, girl, I'm addicted to audibles. It, it probably is. I recommend the hard copy so you can highlight and underline, but get this. Well, Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. And the second book is called Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goldman. And it breaks down emotional intelligence. It's kind of a thick read, but it's so good. But how some people were literally like born predisposed to positivity and some people are born predisposed to negativity and then your life's experiences shape you. 
But people go through life not knowing this stuff. So they don't know these things. And then they think, like you said, without doing any healing, that they are who they are when really who they are is buried beneath all of the years worth of buildup. And trauma. Um, Yeah. And so I don't know. Um, It's on audibles. (laughs) Good. Good. And please, when you when you listen to it, check. Let me know what you think. I have I've read that book so many times. I'm reading it right now. But I think I think it's good to talk ourselves through things. Sometimes I literally will talk aloud to myself to figure something out. Sometimes, but I'm also intentional about not living in my head and just being in the moment, doing what feels good to me, not doing what doesn't feel good. And if somebody else accepts it, great. And if they don't, great. Like I think, kind of releasing the attachment of you know how someone else is going to receive it um one of the quotes that i live by is have a mind that is open to everything and attached to nothing and so that way it makes it easier for me to show up authentically and wholly and fully myself because i'm always good one way or the other you know Um, not attaching whatever to somebody else, which I haven't always been that way. I had to evolve to this place because a relationship mistake I used to make was like just acquiescing or to what I thought somebody else wanted, being who I thought they needed me to be, putting down passions of mine because it didn't work for our relationship or whatever the case may be. And I just cannot and will not do that ever again. That's deep for sure. I definitely struggle with living in a moment. Um, That is like one of the biggest struggles I have. And so (laughs) I have to, and that's like with everything, like my day to day. I believe it. A lot of people do. I'd be like, wait, uh -uh, I got to figure out what's next. (laughs) You ever ever study mindfulness? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I've done mindfulness, like mindful meditation. Mm -hmm. And I'm really good at thinking about what I'm thinking about. I struggle with the present moment though. Still, <laughs> you're good at thinking about what you're thinking about. Ah, I can definitely, I can catch a thought in a second. Yeah, like, I was we ain't doing that today. That's <laughs> why you gotta read that book, The Untethered Soul. Yeah, um, sure. but yeah. So for me, I've been studying mindfulness for years, and I'm definitely much better at it today. Still, of course, improving. But the shower is the example that I love to use. When you're in a shower, I don't know about you, but I have a routine that I can do without even thinking about what I'm doing. So like yeah. my body is on autopilot and then my mind can go to what happened today or my plans for tomorrow. But how about the next time you're in the shower, you just take a shower. You enjoy what it feels to like lather your body. You just don't think about other things, but just the process of bathing yourself, washing your face, whatever, like giving yourself those seven minutes or however long your showers are to just be in the shower. Like that's starting my mindfulness practice there has helped me expand it beyond the shower. And so now I get intuitive downloads in the shower because my brain is not everywhere. I'm just free and clear. Over here like, I'm gonna do that tonight. Yeah, for real. Because it will help, you know, clear your mind and then... You kind of open yourself up to who knows what. Um, and I was um, going to say, I, I remember studying because I have a because I have a degree in positive psychology. Okay. So we studied mindfulness a lot, mm-hmm. and they were just talking about like eating 
when you're eating? Are you experiencing your meal? Are you just like eating? Are you actually tasting and all of that mm-hmm. stuff? So I'm like, I'd like to eat. So I'd be eating fast. So showering sounds better. <laughs> 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 the mindfulness in the shower sounds right. better for sure. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. try it out. Down on their food, right? <laughs> Can you can we talk about how these things like I feel like women we're just kind of more into the self help generally I hate to generalize but generally right and so when we go into dating situations I believe it's such an opportunity hopefully for them to expand your horizons in ways but for women for us to open them up and expand their horizons as well because you know women we talk about this stuff and men some men groups do and I think it's lovely but then a lot don't or you know, so I don't know. I just really feel strongly about women um, having the ability to turn around the dating situations that we experience because we're not we're not victims. Right. I mean, we can, but it's just about them cooperating. Because- or if they don't want to cooperate, then we leave. Oh, for sure. Because again, again mm-hmm. I I and Queen cut them off. Like I, yeah, you just block you in the middle. <laughs> a block party what are we talking about it's a block party but um yeah because I think about situations I've been in where just me being me made the guy want to try things that he mm-hmm. would try like I remember dating this one guy and he was like oh yeah you know I had already see, always seen you doing that so I did that too mm-hmm. or the other guy I was dating who and these are all guys who have big hearts and they're like genuinely and like their intention was to be there for me not to get mm-hmm. any from me so that's a big thing like are they open-minded are they listeners or are they the quote-unquote alpha males i'm so tired of men calling themselves alpha males baby i have to announce it you don't have to announce it but anyway um yeah this one guy like he had a lot of trauma going on and i kept like talking to him about therapy and he literally set up a session and went for me, What's like initiative, poking at him, just and not even on some force. It's just like me sitting down, listening to him, and saying, "I really think it would be beneficial to you to have an unbiased opinion on this because I know you struggle with this, and I don't want you to struggle like that. Like I care mm-hmm. about you too much to see you struggle. So, you know, I think it would be a good idea." And he scheduled an appointment. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's definitely if we plant those seeds. When you plant seeds in good soil, it blossoms. But I think, again, releasing expectation or le- releasing, like, what the finished product is going to be. Like, you, sometimes you just don't plant it in the right <laughs> garden. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it doesn't get to blossom with you. <laughs> like, and when we talk about how that's okay, if, if, that somebody, is okay. if somebody leaves me, and they're better with their next person because of things that they taught me. I still won. I'm glad to have helped another woman out, you know, to pave the way for her. I think bitterness, it's okay if somebody moves on and does everything with the next person that they didn't do with you. Be happy that they're happy if you really love them. Also, I think we have to understand that some people just don't bring out the best in you and vice versa. Right. Like, I can date one person and they drain me, but he can date the next person and he waters her. You know what I mean? So not everybody's compatible with everybody. That's why we're all different humans. So sometimes we just have to release it and, and just trust like somebody will come 
that's better for them for right. me than them and that's yeah. okay yeah. i just think that so many women like hold on to situations because they were like oh i don't want to leave because i'm fearful that all of that i've invested is yeah. but that goes back to what nipsey said people are not yours you just experienced it <laughs> And it does get greater, dear God. Like, I think people forget that. And I, that also goes back to being accustomed to the toxicity. You're so used to it. Yeah. You don't even realize the depth of it until you're out of it. Like, wow, I probably could have been made my exit. And yeah, I agree. Because people don't like discomfort. Like, but you can't grow without discomfort. Like, it literally doesn't. <laughs> Change and people are in our lives for seasons, and that's exactly. okay. Reasons and seasons. Some people are your forever people, some are here to teach you a lesson. Learn your lessons, pack your bags, and get on. And it's, I think we just have to be okay with letting go. Like, it's yeah. okay. So, yeah. just I was with you for so many years. So, what? Today's a new day. Now I'm not happy. Now I'm leaving. Like, time does not tie us to people. It doesn't. And mm. and you can look at those like that time because I take every L as a lesson. I know that's like I do too. Oh, all, everyone. That's like cliche, but no, seriously, like this ain't no L, baby. I'm turning I off. Saying, it's really not a loss. It's just yeah, a exactly. Yeah. Baby. You think I don't know about y'all and the people who jump from relationship to relationship. Nah, I need my time because I need to figure out, okay. What was it that God was trying to teach me in this? Because mm -hmm. we're not doing that again. Right. <laughs> like, right. Every time I come out of something, I'm like, this is what we're not going to do. That. Okay. Right. Maybe I missed something, but I'm about to sit here and I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to just take me a little break. But yeah, so people have to understand. Or catch your patterns. Because God will keep teaching you a same lesson over and over again in different people until you get it. And so for me... I have friends where we'll talk about their dating lives or even mine. You have to point out your own patterns and then address your patterns so that you don't repeat it. Um, and that's why things like that is why we're not victims. I, I really believe like some people do come and like straight up blindside you. They just right, handle things right. really okay. But like when that is consistently your experience, you have a hand in that and you need to learn something and you got to figure out what that lesson is so that you can graduate to the next level and you have to because that's, we'll that's keep. Like, yeah like for me my biggest one was just dating the same person in a different body like having a bad type like my taste was disgusting but mm. my taste was developed from trauma like mm. i was trying to validate myself through certain things i was trying to validate my worth through dating a guy who looked good i was trying to validate um myself thinking like oh if he loves me fast that means he loves me that don't mean that you know what I mean so it's just like I had to take a step back and unlearn my type and I'm still unlearning my type and mm -hmm. I really thought it was going to be like an overnight process it's not it's years <laughs> oh it's years it's not it's not yeah, it's I'm figuring stuff out as I go like dang we not done yet I just <laughs> I I know I've been with that same type for a good 31 years and now I'm I gotta figure out why and now I'm 32 and I'm like can we hurry this up? Um, <laughs> yeah, I I I had a, a revelation a few years ago, like because of my relationships, I have a few fathers. My dad life was complicated, but because of how they were with women, um, 
So I have a stepdad, a godfather, and then my biological father. They always were decent with me, loving with me, but they were womanizers oh. in, in, in no uncertain terms. And they would involve me in their womanizing as a child, gotcha. taking me with them to go see other women or whatever they would do. And so I had to realize that I approached dating like men initially, like oh. because I was always detached in a way. Got you. I expected men to operate like I had three solid examples of why men weren't ish. And so I just knew not to trust them. Like they all spoiled me. So that was expected. But then the emotional piece, I didn't really expect it, but I almost expected to be cheated on, which is wild to look at. I always told myself, oh, if he cheats on me, like maybe once or twice, I can handle that. But three times, no. And today I'm like, what? Like I was tripping. But I had to realize that my hesitancy with going deep or with being too attached or like too trusting was because of these seeds that they planted. And so now I've been able to acknowledge that for what it was, let it go. Like, no, I'm not, I don't have to get cheated on, for example. And I don't have, I'm very emotional. I control my emotions, but I do have deeper feelings to think because I thought I was detached, but the detachment was a coping mechanism to protect my feelings. So that was a whole thing for me um, that I had to unlearn and relearn through the years. So I'm always curious for people who who thought like you, because I was the complete opposite. So mm-hmm. I'm always like, how was that dating for you? Like, did you feel fulfilled in like detachment or was it kind of like, like, how did you... So I was in, I think I've been in more relationships than I've been single. Um, So the depth was no problem. I did feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I did. I just was in denial about who I was, or I just really didn't know that I was missing things sometimes. I do remember I dated this guy for like a year and we just agreed to be each other's happy place. And so we would just have a ball together. Like we had a great time, great conversation. Like it was just everything. And then one day we went out to eat and I'm like, don't you want this with somebody that you really like want to be with? Like, so for me, that was pivotal because something changed. The fun, the, the, the fleshly pleasures, I guess we can call them it was not enough. And I started to not be fulfilled. And so like today gotcha. I graduated to a place of, I require a lot of mental depth for me to even be interested. I'm not interested in surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm unimpressed by a lot of things that probably a few years ago would have impressed me, but I was very fulfilled. I had a lot of fun to be honest. And I think it did help me be unapologetic, the detachment, just because Again, like you were saying earlier, women are held to a different standard. We can't do right. this, we can't do that. I I do what I want to do. And that's right. why had a little lamb. <laughs> Always has been, um, respectfully, but you know, so I think it kind of helped me be able to be like that. Um, but and and I don't I'm thankful because I sympathize with women who like everything is a thing or like super oh. deep. Like guys with me, honey. I'm I've been delivered, but, so- <laughs> but 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 for me, for my in my mind, it just doesn't work that way. And then I had to realize how that's not really normal, whatever normal is. I don't know, but my ability to like disassociate or detach right is 
you know, it's not, people don't usually operate like that. Got you. Got you. But, Greg, uh, yeah. I always wanted to be on your side. Like I always say that. Um, but like reading the book attached, mm-hmm. it, it had, cause I used to hate how hard I loved or how hard mm-hmm. I attached. I used to mm-hmm. hate it. Cause like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like I'm always getting the short end of the stick. No kid, mm-hmm. But <laughs> I used to hate it. Cause I used to be like, God, why couldn't you make me another way? You know what I mean? But it's kind of right. like in my friendships, I thrive. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't have, I get that. Like a lot of people don't have good friends. I have amazing friends. And we talk about that. Me I too. Have, um, friends. Yeah, okay. I have amazing people around me. And I feel like, although like in a romantic area, it didn't help me, but in a friendship area, it I did. felt so much favor because of that. Like, because mm-hmm. I go hard for people and yeah. it's not bad. It's just like, you just got to be more protective of yourself. Have more discretion. And discernment. (laughs) So it's just, you just have to really move differently. You can't move like everybody else. Like you really got to be like, nope, you're going to, you know. So that's why I do more talks, talking to myself. Because I know like, girl, you can go zero to a hundred real quick. And we're not doing that no more. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. I love to hear that. You're not going to I'm a super giver and like I'm an acts of service lover. And so I have to use discretion with that because people can get comfortable or used to you doing things. It's just really important to me to pour into who I'm with the same way or like, like they should pour into me. We have to pour into each other, but being mindful of that to where I'm not over pouring and being underwatered girl up to me. I'm the same way, but so I've dated so many people, but that's my fault. I've chosen to date people who couldn't water me because they didn't have the capacity to. Mm. So it's like, that's a me issue and a them issue. Mm. Because if right. I have invited you into my life and allowed you here and I'm watering you, watering you, watering you and expecting a return on my investment. <laughs> And I'm, about them expectations. Right. and I'm not getting it, but at the same time, I already knew who you were. That's going back to potential. I'm hurting my own feelings. <laughs> so I need, to Ooh. Ooh. I need to know your capacity. Um, before we get off here, because I'm hungry, but <laughs> but um I used to say this. So I was dating this one guy, and um wonderful heart but just did not have a big capacity to love or be loved. I, mean, I used to always use this example. I used to tell him like, I'm like a 20 ounce bottle of Sprite. I can pour that much into you and I can also receive that much. You're like the cap on that Sprite. You can only receive that much because you can only pour that much. That's how much you're allowing. Mm-hmm. So it's unfair to me to be in this with you because you're only, you can only give me this much and receive this much. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be fool enough fooling with you. So although I enjoy your company, it's just not good enough for me. And good for you for standing <laughs> on. And, and my final word will be, it's okay if someone's best is not good enough for you. That's okay. Period. And that's okay. You can do your best. And I'm like, well, I deserve more. Thank you. But I'm, I'm straight. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and the compatibility just wasn't there because there's another little bottle cap out there for you. <laughs> but baby, I'm the twin. I'm, really, I'm really a two liter bottle. Like I can't. 
Don't you change yourself, sis. I'm the ocean. I am the whole ocean. Okay? Exactly. What am I talking about? I'm chips and the guacamole. Not Girl, just all of it. <laughs> so what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, this was such a great conversation. It was. So let the people know what they can look out for. We talked about it a little in the beginning, but you can yeah. also just you can stay in touch with me. Pop in and see what I'm doing on um, my page, Intentional Frequency. It's spelled just as it sounds. Um, and I look forward to hopefully connecting with some of you all. Awesome. And y'all know what it is. Single Woman Chronicles out here in these streets. <laughs> look forward to next week. Hopefully, um, I can think about what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I always get it at the last minute. I be like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. But then it comes like... Boom, maybe it'll come in the shower since I'm about to think about it. Listen, you go in there and I bet you something magical happens. <laughs> All right, bye, y'all. Okay. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.